0: Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more.
1: Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIP and Patreon members from around the world. You can find out more and you can sign up at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Well, hello, everyone. It's Friday. We've made it to the end of another week. I'm so glad to be here with you once again. So many different things we can talk about this week or share this week or do whatever this week. Of course, this is our live call-in show. So if you have questions, comments, thoughts, ideas, whatever it may be, now's the time to call 785-727-1939. A lot of stuff going on. I mean, we just uh, finished with the New York Comic Con uh, last weekend uh, was when that was going on. Um, we've got so many so many other things uh, going on. One thing that came out today that somebody said, Hey, Stephen, can you talk about this uh, today on the show? Are the um, uh, market share data for September 2016 that's come in from Diamond Comic Distributors. Now, the interesting thing about this is this is now the third month in a row that DC Comics has taken the top spot, has taken the market share and dollar share away from Marvel Comics. Uh this year uh this month, uh DC had a um uh, let's see, a 31% dollar share and a 30.75% unit share. That's a slight drop from last month that was at 36.53 for the dollar share and 43.45 for the uh for the unit share. So that's down a little bit. Part of that is because DC didn't release as many books in the month of September. They released uh, 112 books compared to Marvel Comics, 122 books that were shipped uh, during the month. That includes uh, regular single-issue comics as well as graphic novels in any magazines that they may have. It's also interesting that when we look at the top 10 comics that sold in the month, in a month, now I should point this out, in a month when Marvel released a Amazing Spider-Man issue as part of the... Um, um, collector core box, you would think that that would be up much, much higher in the list. But here are some things that that happen because of this. If we look at the top 10, let me see if I can bring this up.
2: Uh, I can if I can get to the right page. Steven. Here we go. Let's go back to this. As we look at the uh, the top 10, we have Batman
1: number six coming in at number one. All-Star Batman number two coming in at number two. Now, you may see on uh, the uh, uh, table that we have at Major Spoilers that asterisk. uh, The asterisk is there because these issues were returnable. So a lot of the titles on the DC list were returnable, which is a way to encourage the retailer to buy more copies if they know that that they are able to return those copies. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the September, and if there's a retailer out there listening or watching, please call in 785-727-1939. I believe that there was a person out there uh, who said that uh, only 10% of the comics were returnable. So that would mean that if, um, if you ordered 100 comics, you could return 10 of those instead of uh, in months past, which may have been 20 or 30 or 100% of the comics were returnable. So that may have an impact in this and that it encouraged more uh, retailers to buy. In at number three was Batman number seven. And number four had Civil War II number five. Justice League number four came in at number five. Uh, the Walking Dead from Image Comics was at number six. Trinity number one at number seven. Supergirl number one. Suicide Squad number two. And Justice League number five rounds out the top ten. That means that DC Comics had eight, eight of the top ten comics released in the direct market. And again, this is all direct market stuff. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, your your local grocery store. This has nothing to do with your, your Barnes and Nobles or your uh, uh, Borders books or or any of those stuff, the Walden bookstores. That doesn't count any of that. These are only comics sold into the direct market, which means your local comic shop. And uh, these are the numbers. Or a direct uh, sale to someone like Loot Crate, for example, would be another direct uh, market sale. So that's pretty good overall that uh, that uh, that DC was able to take... Most of those slots. The other thing that you might want to point out or or, uh, might want to notice in this list. Let me see if I can get a little closer here. There we go. As we look at this list, you will notice that the Marvel book in this list is $4.99. All of the DC books, except for All-Star Batman number two, were $2.99. So price of an issue may reflect um, buying habits. We see The Walking Dead number 158 uh, was there at $2.99 as well. So, you know, uh, factors like um, uh, the current price of comics could be influencing what was going on for the month. Now, the the very the big interesting thing that we see in this list or the big takeaway that we can get from this is, yes, DC has now won three months in a row as uh, as shipping the most comics. But how have comic book sales been? How have people been buying comics? You know, last month. Diamond Comics bragged that over what was it over uh, 10 million comics I think is what it was were sold last month or uh, in the uh, in the direct market space this month compared to August of 2016 the dollar share is down 23% which means that uh, there wasn't as much money almost 25% less money was made in September than it was in August as far as uh, comics being sold the issues being sold uh, that was down 20% from 2000 uh, from August of 2016 when we look at how do we compare to a year ago, well, we're actually up. Uh, comic sales for September of 2016 compared to September of 2015, comic sales are up by almost 10% on the dollar share, up 15% for the unit share. So comic sales still very strong, even though we're down, what, like 800,000 uh, some units. I, I don't remember if it's a million. I th- maybe it was a million comics. Um, we're down some 800,000 uh, units than we were before. I haven't seen uh, the loot crate from last month. I still have to open it up. In fact, I'll put a couple of videos online this weekend, hopefully if I have time to edit, that um, do the unboxings of, I think, two months' worth of loot crates that I haven't opened, the um, DC Superhero Collectors box, and the Marvel Legion of Collectors. And we'll see what comic books are in there, and we can see on Monday where those all fit in the top 300. And I have the top 300 list, just not allowed to talk about it or share that information until Monday morning. But I think that the, the results are going to be very fascinating. So we will want to look at that um, as well. The other thing that is somewhat saddening is the fact that year to date comic sales compared to the first nine months of 2015 up just barely. While we may have a uh, month to month uh, comparison from each year, up significantly, like 15% more comics being sold. We're barely beating out the first nine months of 2015 by about 1.5% of uh, comics sold compared to 2015. And the amount of money that's being spent is only uh, 3% up uh, from last year. So comic sales at at a kind of a weird point right now. I don't think that this means that you know, just because we dropped 25, almost 25 percent in in the money share, or 20 percent in the number of comics being sold, I don't think that that means that anything is in trouble. There's a couple of things that I think that are going on with that. Uh, the first one being is we are in the back to school season, and a lot of schools don't start at the very first of August, so August sales are going to reflect kids that are still out of school, people that still have some extra income. By the time we hit September, everybody is in extracurricular activity mode, extra school mode, all those kinds of things, to where they may not be able to go to their local comic shop uh, and pick up their their weekly uh, uh, pick or their pull list. So that may have something to do with it. Uh, some people have said the reason why sales are down is because Marvel and DC both ship fewer books than they have before. Uh, and I've seen at least one person uh, comment that... Um, Because of the events uh, that are going on across the different publishers, that that's why overall sales are down is because people are getting a little tired of event uh, events happening in their comics. So that's kind of a big overview of what happened in the in the sales of comics in 2016. I'm sure there's some other people out there who could pour through the data and tell you, you know, what this means. And people that keep track of this data may be a little bit better than I do. But from uh, comparing last month to this month, this is these are the takeaways that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm sharing with you. Let's go to the phone lines now seven eight five seven two seven one nine three nine. Hello, who is this?
0: Hey, it's Russ Cat from Ottawa, Ontario. Hey,
1: Russ Cat from Ottawa, Ontario. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you. Oh, thanks so much. What what is on your mind this week?
0: Um, well, I just wanted to make sure I called in this week because I haven't actually had a chance to attend a finally Friday in forever. So um, I'm very happy to be here.
3: Well
1: welcome back.
0: Um, oh my goodness, there, I have a few things on my mind. Okay, first. Um, I want to talk about the Flash.
1: Okay, let's talk about Flash.
0: Um, there was something in episode one and I was screaming at my television screen at the end of the episode and uh, I didn't hear you and Matthew bring it up um, on the flashback podcast so I just wanted to mm-hmm. bring up this note because I'm a nerd and I get angry about things like this. Okay. Um, it just, I got so mad at Barry for like being surprised that the world was different at the end of episode one when he like, thinks he's getting back to normal because right. gosh darn it he didn't replay the past properly, (laughs) like um, the reverse flash was fully powered and killing Barry's mother at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then he took Barry back or back to the future.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: He never would have become Harry Wells. He wasn't depowered and had to like come up with contingency plans.
3: Well,
1: that could be part of it. You know, that could be part of it because that is something that Matthew and I did bring up was, we don't know what happened to Harry Wells. Maybe he died. We know that Star Labs was was built. We know that there was a particle acceleration explosion, but we don't know if Harry Wells was involved uh, with that. Harrison Wells, who turned out to be a uh, reverse uh, flash uh, in disguise. Um, I think that's who you're talking about, right? The very first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he may still have died while he was driving to Star Labs. Uh, we don't know. Um, another speculation is, and again, the timeline that we see this week This third timeline is been modified by the reverse flash. He says when he drops Barry off, he says, hey, look, Barry. um, Yes, I went and killed your mother like I said I was going to. But I've also changed a few other things along the way that I'm going to leave as a surprise for you to find out. And that's where I think when Barry is like. Who's this CSI guy that I'm suddenly working with? Why are Joe and Iris fighting? Why is Cisco being all weird to me? I think those kinds of things, because Barry has, uh, remembers the alternate timelines and wasn't present during his own current timeline. Um, You know, go back to Doc Brown. We instantly jumped over this time, back into our present time, into this new alternate 1985. Um, I think that's what's happening here. So some of those things probably are a shock to Barry because now they're on a third timeline in this universe.
0: True.
1: Do you read it a little differently?
0: Um, I feel I feel like by the end of this season Barry's going to have to go back again and kind of put the cards back in order.
1: I don't know I don't know if they will do that I think that and I don't know if you've watched this week's episode. Yes but he does say that he can't and, and even Jay is telling him, stop time traveling because you keep screwing things up. I'm Jay Garrick. I've been time traveling, too. I know that you cannot fix stuff. Even if you go back and try to fix it, there's going to be all these cracks in the cup that you won't be able to repair. And there's going to be all these little things that you will never be able to put back together. So I don't know. Even yeah. if he does do more time traveling, I really don't think that we're going to see a return to the season uh, one or first part of season two timeline. Uh, at all this season.
0: True, because it gives you the options of um, uh, the Danielle Panabaker reveal from this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, It has some interesting things for the future, which is kind of cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely.
0: Um, So, second topic. Okay. Um, Kind of a general pop culture discussion. All right dropping shows that you've been watching for a few seasons okay like, I'm, like you know like every season the new shows come out and like oh like they're they're so cool and so exciting like my wife and i are strangely attracted to the show pitch um okay i'm a, not familiar a, with positive it. oh is that the singing uh, show no it's the baseball show
3: oh okay all uh, right okay.
0: With the woman first woman pitcher in major leagues. And, oh okay. like, it's a good, interesting show, but it just adds in like more shows into your schedule than you can afford to to watch in a week,
3: mm-hmm. realistically.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh and like my wife and I have been watching some shows forever. Like we're still watching uh Grey's Anatomy, gosh darn it. Uh, <laughs> we call it the punishment show. Like <laughs> we punish ourselves by watching it. We hope at the end of every season that everybody dies so that we can stop. <laughs> But then it doesn't. But no,
3: somebody's still alive.
0: So, like this, so this year we actually had to have a conversation about, like, well, what's going to be on the cut? Mm-hmm. And we're going to drop, like, Scorpion. Scorpion at the third is season has kind on, of right? run its course for yeah. us. Um, but I strangely found myself thinking that maybe Arrow this season is on a cutting block for me. I -hmm. might not have time to watch it anymore, which is a little sad because a buddy of mine, his little brother, is actually going to be on Arrow this this year. Well, just watch Um, that episode. Yeah, I know. Uh, He's playing uh, Ragman, uh, (laughs) I guess, when they Ah, introduced the new, new heroes. So I'm like Yay, Canadians, more yeah, Canadians. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in watching that episode, but I don't know if I can continue watching that beyond, say, the crossover episodes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, how about in your experience, like mm-hmm. when do you do you feel bad about dropping shows or is it just a, a thing that we have to put
1: up with? Uh, number one, if it's a show I really, really, really love, then there's probably not a chance that I'm going to drop it. If I am dropping a show, it's either because another show has caught my attention and is more popular, or perhaps um, it's something that I will come back to at a later date. Uh, You know, now that we have on-demand everything, there may be a point next summer where you and your wife will say, you know what, we got nothing better to do right now. Why don't we just blow through last season's worth of of Arrow in the next two weeks? Watch one episode a week for the next two or three weeks. Um, You know, the same thing happens with podcasts where... I will have a bunch of podcasts that I will listen to, and eventually I'll get to the point where it's like, uh, you know what, These this is the same show all the time, and it doesn't really deviate too much, or uh, in the case of one particular celebrity's podcast, he repeats a lot of the same stories for like three episodes in a row, and it's like, well, okay, I'm kind of done with this for a while, so I'll unsubscribe and not listen to that show, and then maybe in a year or two or six months or whatever, I'll come back and listen to it again To just see where it's at and maybe catch up on some of the stories that I haven't heard in the last year. And people do the same thing with major spoilers and Finally Friday and everything. It's like, oh, I don't listen to your show anymore because of, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, excuse. Um, Or maybe someone's just found something different that they enjoy. So I don't think you should feel bad about dropping Arrow. If it's not floating your boat, I mean, why? I mean, you, you hit your head against the wall one time and you're like, ow, that hurts. And maybe some point down the road, you hit your head again, and you're like, ah, I remember how bad that hurt. But you don't repeatedly bang your head into the wall until your, your face is a pulpy mess, because that would be bad for you. And watching something that you don't enjoy, I think at times, is often the equivalent of bashing your face or your head against the wall. True. True. So if you don't like it, get rid of it. I mean, there were last season, and I I, I enjoy Supergirl, and I enjoyed the first episode of Supergirl this season. Uh, but there were like three or four episodes last season where it's like, you know what? I really don't care about the uh, the topic or the villain of the week or whatever that's coming up in this week's Supergirl. I'm going to skip it, and I'll come back for the final one or two episodes of the season. Uh, so I, I felt okay with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I feel bad dropping a comic book show yeah. just because it's a comic book show. Well, but I, I understand.
1: That's I, that's the same. That's the same answer that I hear from a lot of people that say, if we don't go and support this superhero movie, they will stop making superhero movies. Right. So everyone feels like they they're forced to go to every superhero movie that comes out for fear that the studios will suddenly say, well, no one's interested in superhero movies. We'll need to stop making them. It's that kind of um, thought process that leads to that very last Fantastic Four movie that we had. Um, Whereas if people say, look, we really aren't interested in Fantastic Four movies, we're not going to go to that. We'll go to Deadpool or we'll go see Wonder Woman. Um, But if, if we avoid the movies that we as a group or me personally have no interest in, then that's okay too. So don't feel bad about I mean, I haven't watched Arrow since season one. And I, I've occasionally watched the crossover episodes, but I haven't watched Arrow, and I don't feel bad about it. True. And I don't think you should either, okay. So, and I don't think anybody <laughs> should. It either floats your boat or it doesn't.
0: Yes. Okay, last topic.
1: Okay.
3: And this
0: one's the most important. All right. It's, uh, it's comic book-related, pop culture-related, and Canadian content.
1: Ooh, okay, so we're talking Captain Canuck and um, the rest, huh?
0: no we're oh, talking blue. about a gentleman by the name of Gord Downey okay um uh, okay. he is the front man of a canadian band called the tragically hip
3: who uh-huh. uh
0: is some is known to be we'll say the most canadian band ever okay and uh they've been interested in canada for Years and years and years and years, and unfortunately, Mr. Downey has contracted terminal brain cancer and is dying. Right. Uh, there's there's no way out of it for him, which mm-hmm. is horrible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but he's deciding to spend his last time remaining to him doing some projects that make uh, that make him happy that he thinks is important. Mm-hmm. And he has this one project. I'm going to post the link to it in the chat. Okay. Um, oh. Okay, I guess I can't post links, but it's called The Secret Path.
3: The Secret Um, Path?
0: Yes. It is a a story about a very bad, sad time in Canadian history where uh, the Canadian government did some really horrible things to our native Canadian population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he has this story that he wants to tell. He's making a music album about this person's story. And uh, he has a friend, Jeff Lemire, uh, who he's going to make a comic book with him.
3: Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And so there's going to be a Secret Path graphic novel. Uh, He's met uh, some Canadian animators that he's known for years, and they're actually going to animate this comic book into a little animated movie. And it's all going to be this multimedia presentation coming out. It's interesting and important and I think that um it needs more publication.
3: I think like seen, I have heard I've seen this stuff about
0: this in like the Canadian media saying, mm-hmm. oh, like Gore Downey has this project, but no one seems to mention it's like, oh and Jeff Lemire's doing it, which is awesome because he's cool.
1: So if I'm not mistaken, the character that's that's at the center of this was a, a Native American um that was forced into um, the white school system and was told to give up his, um, uh, give up his heritage, correct?
0: Yes. It was a very bad government policy during the fifties and sixties.
1: And that was also a policy in the United States too, but that, that went back even, even further. Um, You know, there were uh, schools, in fact, um, uh, there were schools in Lawrence, Kansas, which isn't too far away from me, where uh, uh, children were sent to be um, ripped of their heritage, uh, I, I guess, is the is the main thing is, you know, they were they were basically told you're no longer Indian. You have to take a, 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 a basically a white name. You have to speak the white man's language. You can't speak your native tongue. And they were basically. um, um I don't want to say beaten, but they were punished severely if they did any of their the practices of their tribe. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I've heard of this story before, and I don't remember where I heard this from, if this was on NPR or This American Life or where it was, but I'd heard the, uh, the story of this uh, kid and Gord Downey uh,
2: involvement with this.
0: Yes. So, I don't know. I hope eventually when this book is released... Um I don't know, maybe I'll buy a copy and send it to you guys or something. I, I think, think
1: it we may have I think it'll be good. We may have this coming our way anyway. Okay. Uh usually, usually publishers will send us something, so we may have something like this um coming. In fact, I don't I don't want to open up my email right now, but I may have already had something uh pass in front of me in the last week or so about it. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, so right. definitely people can go check that out at secretpath.ca. That's how you know it's Canadian. secretpath.ca and you can learn more about uh this story, you can learn more about um uh, Gord Downey and uh Jeff Lemire uh doing this this project and you can pre-order the book and get a download version of the book as well. So it's something to uh, something to check out. Thanks man for sharing that.
0: Well, oh, you're very welcome. And that's all I got. So I okay. hope you have a really great weekend.
1: Well, I hope you have a great weekend, too. Um, if you've got any storms coming your way, please be safe. Thank you.
2: All right. Take care.
1: Good. All right. That was a great phone call. Uh, thank you, Russ. Uh seventy-five seven two seven one is the um, number that you want to call. Uh, we got a lot of people in the chat today. I didn't see them right before we started, but it looks like... A lot of people
2: have popped in. As I go back, it looks like um, some people were talking about uh, Arrow. Let's see. Where's the comment about Arrow? Uh, I really didn't like Supergirl that much. I
1: thought there was only a few good episodes, but I'm looking forward to this season. That's from Olin. That's good. Arrow has added a lot of humor this year, says Nate. Um... So, um, a couple of comments about that as far as pop culture, just the red is saying in regards to the, um, uh, secret path story, I'm glad he is doing this. He's a Canadian, uh, it is a Canadian history that needs to be told. So there you go, go and check that out. So a lot of people in the chat, you can always join us on the YouTube channel, uh, every week to, um, to chat away. I think there's, I think Dr. Brad will was in there for a little bit, uh, and some other people. Um, are certainly in there. As I mentioned already before, Jarmo is there. Owen is there. Nate is there. Just the red. So you can either join us there or you're, if you're uh, listening on alpha geek, uh, radio, alpha geek media, thank you so much for those guys for uh, putting this together so that we can stream simultaneously on that. So if you are driving home or if you're on your lunch break, depending on which part of the country you are in, um, or which part of the world you're in, you could be listening to this in your car while you drive around. um, what else? Oh, or you can listen to this on Playback at Majorspoilers.com or on the podcast network Masterfeed, which is where the audio version of this file plays, or right here on this YouTube channel where you're at right now. Speaking of Jarmo, hello Jarmo, how are you this week?
4: Hi Stephen, I'm fine.
1: What's on your mind?
4: Nothing much. It's nice to talk to you after quite a while actually. Yeah, it's been,
1: it's been a while. I mean, September was really bad for us because... Either I was in a meeting or we were in the middle of trying to get my son off to soccer or a bunch of other things, so things didn't line up. So it's been almost a month since we've really had a chance to, to chat.
4: Yes, I can understand it. And start of school and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, too. Yep. But, yeah, I haven't actually had time to read comics that much myself, either. I hear But... I did read and finish the fourth and last omnibus of the Samurai Executioner. Oh, cool. it's, it's from the creators of Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how was it? Kind of like, kind of like that slice of life it's, it's short stories about that one shogun's. His actual post was, I think, it was the sword tester, but there was some beheadings and stuff like that involved in in real life and in that comic too wow okay so it's actually much more like a collection of short stories of how how the people he's beheading have ended up in that situation oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i'm looking at At i'm trying not to show i'm trying to show some pages but the pages that pop up have some uh, bloody bits to it, so...
4: Yes, I'm trying it's to, very, to, uh, very adult. Oh,
1: and some naked, some naked bits. Oh, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about yeah.
4: that, uh, everyone. So,
1: there, I will take yes, it off. So, this is, a, this is a mature reader's book.
4: Yes, it's it's very mature reader's book. Maybe even more so than Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, you like it, though? What, what, yes. What's, it's, in, what's, what's it's great about actually, this series?
4: Uh, uh, it's actually very, very good. It involves a lot less sword fighting and <laughs> ninjas and stuff like that, and it's much more realistic, like stories of the of the people who are not so, in so so fortunate situation.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Because all the nobility, samurais, and, and people like that had had always uh, offered the opportunity to commit seppuku, mm-hmm. and only only commoners were were executed. I see. So they are in much lower social social position than than people you usually see in Samurai among them. Okay. Cool. And <laughs> most of the time, the only sword slash usually it's is the last panel or page on the of the story.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, then. The that's that's that the alpha...
4: one. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, that's the one and only.
1: Yeah. So if you if you were looking at those images, I must have been looking at the last pages of the book because uh,
4: there were yes, <laughs> ones. yes, it's almost exclusively like that.
1: Well, that's I mean that's good too, right? I mean it's not like um, the creator is putting it there for you know shock value, and every five pages he's chopping
4: someone's head off. Yes, it's actually once in story, and it it's very interesting because. They're, they are very realistic compared to many many other manga.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, it looks great. The art
1: looks fantastic. I'm really blown and, away by and, how oh,
4: great it looks. Oh, I I thought I I cut off for for a second, but actually I thought, Yeah, no, my ear, have...
1: my earbuds cut off. You're fine.
4: <laughs> oh, 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 all right. Yeah, that that's the one I read and finished. It's it was over 700 pages so so it pretty much took a week wow cool so what what else is going on with you i started watching one cartoon series okay it's it's a japanese one called tiger mask it's about pro wrestling and oh right right and some crossover with superhero stuff actually because the action and characters are so Outlandish.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think
1: I've it uh, was uh, very, seen something about this as well.
4: Yes, it was better than I expected. It was pretty well done and and everything went smoothly as far as I can tell from the first two episodes I've seen now. Very cool. I think it I think it's subtitled at least in grunge Roll at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm seeing that you can you can watch it if you're into it. Is on
4: yes, uh, yes, and I can understand some Japanese, but, so I can watch it even without subtitles. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple stuff. But
1: and interesting, I, I guess for me at least, uh, the more I watch something in a different language or listen to it, the more I'll pick up on um, without really understanding what's being said. So maybe that's a good way to get some language immersion.
4: Yes, and if you understand what how the pro wrestling flows, like promotion stuff and things like that you you can understand it pretty well without even knowing the word they say you can got catch up mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. but from just the tones and things like that very cool all right and it else? actually yeah, okay. and it actually crossed over to real life okay. last weekend. There was a, a match from the anime in actual New Japan Pro Wrestling show in Sumo Hall in Tokyo,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and there was a couple of guys who were dressed up as as character from from that series in the oh, first really. match of their of their tournament. So so they do some some actual cross promotion stuff, and some of the real life wrestlers are as themselves in that series.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah. So if someone is into that kind of stuff and so it's pretty, pretty good to check out It's It's really nice.
1: Okay. I may have to give it a, give it a shot.
4: Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's, that far out there that you couldn't like it, and I think Matt, Matthew would definitely like. Oh, it.
1: I'm, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would get a big kick out of it. So I'll, I'll mention it to him uh the next time we chat, which will probably be tomorrow. um But yeah, that, that may be something he's totally into. Cool. Thanks, Sharman.
4: Yeah. Cool. No problem.
1: All right, man. Well, so, you, you have a great weekend. And you too. Uh, we will talk with you again real soon. Okay.
4: Yeah. Later. Bye. Right,
2: bye. All right, let me see if I can get Matthew Bach in here since he just he just called in a minute ago. Nope, oh, no answer there. I'm guessing maybe are you on your cell phone, Matthew? Let's see if you answer on that. I haven't read Reborn. Uh, we do have a review of that up on the website, so. Uh,
1: hello, Matthew. Hello. I, I guess you were calling earlier
2: on your cell phone and not your, your Skype account. Correct. All right. What's going on with you? It's been a while since we've, we've had you on the show. Yeah,
5: it's been, uh, I've had a lot of events and things that are kind of, some of them are, happened to be on Friday. A couple of Fridays ago, I had the, a three-day board game event. That was yeah. pretty fun. How, how did One that the- go?
1: Did you, did you meet your goal?
5: uh that's the one that's one's coming up yet this oh okay, this other one was in uh it was that nuke con in oh, okay. Omaha,
1: yeah, yeah, how did that go?
5: uh, pretty well, I got my my whole board game collection out and put it up on shelves and realized that my vehicle to move them is already too small oh no so so that was kind of a kind of an issue yeah, 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 uh was pretty good turnout though for. Uh, we had a play to win, which is kind of a, a thing that's sort of new to a lot of the gamers where you, you check out a game and then you play it. And then mm-hmm. every time you play, you get entered in to win it. And we had a, oh, cool. Uh, this, this guy brought his two little girls, um, and they, they must have played this couple of games all weekend, just several times over and over again. I would have been shocked if they didn't win and they did. And it was kind of nice. Each one won their own game, uh, legitimately from the drawing which was kind of neat so they Mm -hmm. didn't have to worry about you know well these two are mine and you didn't get one
1: right 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 yeah no i believe me with two kids i know how it (laughs) goes
5: uh that one was pretty good uh i think a lot of people kind of understand what it is that i'm trying to do with board games it's Mm -hmm. a little weird not very many people are like to Drag their whole board game collection around for other people to play. Yeah, yep. but
1: I think I think that's really nice, especially you know, especially for shops that don't have you know uh, a board game library that people can use. I was down in Hutch. Was it Hutchison? Yeah, Hutchison. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, Manhattan, Kansas. Sorry, we were in Manhattan, oh. Kansas a couple of weeks ago, and we went to a game store, which was pretty nice. Uh, I rather enjoyed it. But they didn't have a large selection of games that could be checked out for, you know, library purposes. They had some rule books, oh. but that was it. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't see a lot of people coming in to play uh, board games at that time. So that was, that was a little disappointing. So uh, I think what you're doing uh, by going around and, and bringing your library with you and letting people play them, uh, I mean, that's kind of a good deal. I mean, if, um, for example, uh, the new game that came out yesterday, the Mechs versus Minions game, that's a $75 game. It. I got. I finally got it, too, this morning. Uh, I'll tell you more about that uh, in just a moment. But this is a $75 game, and someone who's heard about it and it seems like it's kind of interesting, but they haven't play tested it, that's a big chunk of money to be dropping on a game that you may play once and go, oh, you know what? This wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And so now they've wasted $75. But if you're taking that on your library trip and people can check it out, play it, see how it plays, and like, you know what? This is a fun game. I'm now going to go and, and purchase it. That is, that's actually a good service that you're doing for people.
3: I,
5: uh, I did a bunch of that for nerdtacular too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I went the last couple of years and or the couple of ones that they had. And uh, that first year I just brought like a couple of satchels cause you know, being a board gamer, a couple of satchels of like, you know, 30, 40 games. That's right. nothing, you know, i like a variety of stuff. like <laughs> I got room in my car. I didn't realize that that was like a whole bunch. Yeah. The, the, the last time we had it was, I think it was, I think it was three shy of a hundred.
2: Man, that's a lot. And,
5: and they were they were kind of small boxes and stuff. There was a range of stuff. People were playing things, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. I need to wrestle Scott down and get a game out of him one time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
5: He's tough to wrestle down. I played a whole bunch with uh, Rob and
3: Brian. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that first year uh, that Rob and Brian went to Nerdtacular, this is when it, and when it was still at the NOAA and everyone was staying at whatever the mm. Holiday Inn or wherever it was. Um, they brought their entire collection of Munchkin games uh, to play, uh, and that at that time it was like I think they had twelve, twelve editions of Munchkin that had come out, and so they brought that entire thing. So uh, it was quite a it was quite a stack of, ga- of uh, Munchkin to be bringing to the show, and then the next year when we went out to and I think the next year we were still at the NOAA, uh, a lot of people were bringing their Munchkin stuff too. So, you know, being able to play games, experience games, and then saying, hey, it's pretty cool to bring games that I enjoy and let other people play them or play them with other people, I think is is really a, a big deal. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing Munchkin Land is because we get to share our love of a game with listeners and then they can decide, oh, this is something that maybe I want to go check out or maybe I don't want to go check out. And we've had a lot of people over the years that have said, Oh, I bought Munchkin because I heard your show, or I went to go check out this board game because uh I saw you guys play it or or whatever. So what you're doing is really cool work and I'm I'm really impressed that you're you're willing to do that with, with your game collection.
5: I think everybody needs to kind of find their way to like share whatever their hobby they have. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people have will write reviews or have podcasts or they'll they'll, you know, do box openings or playthroughs or how tos or whatever. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm uh a lot of people are also sort of computer savvy and since i am i am not <laughs> this is this is how i can do it i'm like all right yeah. i have a bunch of stuff i load it up and there you go
1: yep so i mentioned so uh, I, have a- I mentioned Mex versus uh, minions um oh. yesterday was the first day that it opened and i'd seen uh, there's a lot of um other game youtube channels that have been reviewing this for the last i don't know m- month and a half it seems like and uh, so I'm I pretty much know that this is going to be a cool game for a couple of reasons. Number one, it just looks fun. And number two, it's got that it's got a programming language component to it that I think would be really good for kids to play. But uh, so I had my um, window open at on the 12th at like 12 o'clock at night, midnight. Right. I was like, okay, so when is this going to kick in? When's it going to kick in? When's it going to kick in? And I saw them a couple times when I would refresh. They were updating the site, and you could see that they were getting ready for it. But then all day on the 13th, every time I would click to to get it, it would be like, oh, you followed the wrong link. Oh, you followed the wrong link. And then someone was like, oh, you know, they don't go on sale until 11. And then so I was like, okay, let me go do some other things, get some major spoiler stuff done. I came back at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon to buy it, and every time I tried to check out, I would get booted out. And I was like, oh, I hope I do not lose my place to to get this game. Because they said that they could sell out pretty quickly. And uh, finally, last night, about 11 o'clock, someone was like, yeah, I just made a purchase. It, it was without a problem. So I jumped in, made the purchase, and got my copy. So hopefully it'll be here in a couple of weeks.
5: Yeah, I was hitting a refresh, the refresh dance over and over and over again through about the last hour of work. Which oh, was really? probably not real not <laughs> helpful, but on my cell phone, and then all the way home, and then I sat in front of the laptop just, you know, doing things. I'd hit the button, and then wait, and then hit the button. Like about 7 o'clock, it finally finally went through.
1: Wow. I, I was and just, and I, I was getting annoyed because I, I, I guess I didn't realize that so many people would be all over this game, and I'm, I'm hoping this isn't a limited, you know, you can only buy it during our initial run. I'm hoping that this initial sales are enough to convince right Games to just say, you know what, we need to Get this out on the store shelves or test it out in different markets or something because um, it would be a shame for all those people who got frustrated yesterday not to be able to get the game
3: well, they supposedly
5: did a thirty thousand copy print run which is which is massive mm-hmm. for a game that's never been that's never been tested by right. you know the public, nobody right. knew about it as short as I But they have, you know, Riot has such a big pile of money that they they're like, whatever. That's (laughs) just that's advertising, sure, whatever.
1: Well, and I'm I'm wondering, this is an ad for them. I'm wondering how many people who are playing League of Legends will also just jump on because it's a Riot Games thing.
5: There's probably a few.
1: Yeah, yeah. So since we've talked last, here are some of the games that I have purchased. Purchased after Gincon, probably after you and I talked about Gincon, I purchased Oceanus, and it finally came in the other day. So I've got that, that ready to go. That's the submarine game uh where you try to you know score the most points and make the most discoveries before Cthulhu gets you or something. Uh, and then i then I got the uh, Kickstarter game Joking Hazard, which is basically cartoon version of uh uh cards Against Humanity, so that one has come in. I went ahead and broke down and got Mansions of Madness Volume two uh and now that I'm seeing how it plays with the app, it's like, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, because now everybody can be cooperative instead of somebody trying to be the, the game, run the game. Uh, then I got the, I got the two recent expansions for that are not really expansions. They're basically the 2.0 versions of the initial, um, volume one expansions. And then, uh, what else did I get? Um, oh, our Hastings is going out of business. So I got that arcade, um, uh, game. What is it called? Arcana arcade or something. I just picked it up because it was like fifteen bucks for a seventy dollars game, so I was like, ah, "I'm just going to grab this." <laughs> I know, right? That's. I mean, if you've got a Hastings in your area, and I'm going to bet you do, you better go this week because uh, I think they close next week. I think they're they, completely gone next
2: week.
5: There was a small one up in Fremont, and it was it was pretty picked through about three oh, okay. weeks ago when when I went and looked. There was just Pretty much just DVDs there. Oh, about
1: it. Well, when we were down in uh, Wichita in Hutchison to uh, play the soccer tournament and Zach didn't have access to Better Off Dead for Zach on film, Mm -hmm. I just ran to the the Hastings and was able to pick it off the shelf because you're right. They do have a lot of DVDs, a lot of the pop vinyl Funkos, a lot of books are still on the shelves, a lot of action figures. So if people are still looking for those and you have a Hastings in your area, I'm pretty sure our store told me that they are closing on the 17th of this month, which would be Monday. They're down to the 90% off. So this would be the weekend to go out and buy those stocking stuffers and those last-minute gifts because, I mean, you're getting stuff. Uh, I got a couple, I got 1-6 scale action figure. Normally runs at $300. I got it for less than $100. So um, now's the time to go do it. And I think at this price point, you could actually go buy stuff at the at the Hastings. And then, if you wanted to turn around and sell it on eBay for a profit, so yeah, just some things. To Barnes
5: and Noble is Barnes and Noble is also having their seventy-five percent off clearance. Mm-hmm. The clearance is down to seventy-five percent off. which mm-hmm. Makes if there's games, which there may or may not be, um, we had a few um, pretty good ones at, at some of our stores. Yeah. Uh, the little minions that are like normally five bucks, seventy-five percent mm-hmm. is cheaper than the next round when they're two bucks.
1: Wow. That is pretty cool.
5: Seventy five percent off. The little minion dudes are only a buck fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really a good deal. Yeah, I'm trying so to think what other games. I, will. I'm trying to think what other games I picked up over the last um, month or so. But uh, I picked up quite a few of the. I said last week on the show that the Marvel uh, Munchkin Marvel two cards had come in, uh, so I'm excited about playing that. Uh, I forget what else. So it's it's been an interesting couple of months for board games for me. My pile keeps growing. And I need to get some new bookshelves
2: to uh store them all on.
5: There's uh one of them that we've been playing up here quite a bit is Captain Sonar.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: It's uh it's basically eight person battleship. Mm-hmm. Where each there's a, a team of four and it doesn't have to be, but it plays best with that so that everybody gets everybody gets a little dry erase board and then you have your little job and each the captain for each of the subs on each side of this deb- divider that splits the table mm-hmm. is uh is moving, trying to trying to find out where the other people are, and then the radio operator listens to the other captain when they say, We're going north, then they you make a
2: little mark oh, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. little
5: a little t- a blank transparency that they're sliding around the map trying to figure out where could they be, and then there's the engineer, every time you move you have to break something to oh, show that's where that's and kinda then, like
1: that um it's like a what a uh, physical version of that Star Trek game. Not a, it's not Star Trek, but it's that space game where the four of you have your iPads connected and you're yelling out commands to do in order to win.
5: Uh, is it Artemis? Maybe
1: I don't remember. what I'm not it sure. Is. I know it. I know it looks like a lot of fun, but thing. I have not had a not had a chance to to play it. It looks cool though. This uh, Captain Sonar looks pretty cool.
5: Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Like yeah, I haven't gotten my uh, yeah. I haven't gotten my Mansions of Madness out. I got that one.
1: You have the first version or 2.0? The second one. Yeah, I, I really get a kick out of that. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. um, And and again, especially if you are going to um, play by yourself because you can play it with one person, having the game tell you what to do oh. next and just take care of a lot of those calculations and other things for you makes it so much
2: easier and so much nicer. So There's I a
5: couple of games that, that are like that, Any, with the one versus many, the mm-hmm. uh, the Arcadia Quest mm-hmm. has the arcade mode, but that's just sort of built into the game, but Descent yes. and, and also Imperial Assault, because mm-hmm. they're, uh, I'm playing all the bad guys or the Overlord or the Empire or whatever it is, that could be taken over by an app and you just set it up, and, and same kind of deal, it runs you through a scenario. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've got. That. I haven't played that. Um, what is it? The Pathfinder app or the Descent app? I haven't played. Oh, I haven't played that Pathfinder yet. Pathfinder Adventures. Yeah, Brad keeps uh, bugging me to play that, and I have not gotten on there to play it all the way. Um, oh, uh, let's see. Brad is saying I was distracted by work stuff. Did Stephen talk about Smash Up being on Steam? I have not, because I did not know that. Uh Smash Up was now on Steam. I knew it was coming, but I had not uh I had not seen it yet. have, have you already picked it up? Now I'm going to Steam right I, now to see if it's there. I
5: I have not yet. Um I did some of the Sentinels of the Multiverse on Steam. hmm Um that one's that one's one of my one of my favorite games just because it's it's sorta of generic superheroes. I think you guys played it on Munchkin Land or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe you were, maybe you were going to, it's on the list of things to get to.
1: Yep. Oh, it says, uh, Brad says it's an early access with a very limited free to play and starter pack of factions for eight ninety nine. Oh, I will be checking that out. I would much rather it come to an iOS, but, uh, but there you go. Well, Matt, thank oh, you so incredible. much for calling in, man. Mm-hmm. You have a great week. Okay. All right. You too. Yep. See you. Bye. Let's get over to our other uh, phone call. Hi, who's this?
6: Hey, Stephen, it's Bill Schweiger. How you doing?
1: Hey, Bill. How was New York Comic-Con?
6: Fantastic.
2: Tell, I, tell uh, me all about I it. I had a
6: blast. So uh, I took the train up at like, o' oh, dark 30 on <laughs> Friday, uh-huh. and I got there with an hour to spare, and I had my signing from 11 to 12, and then I didn't have... And another event, I, we had like a random house cocktail party on Saturday night. So for the rest of the time, I was a geek off the leash. It cool. was wonderful. So I just spent time, you know, two straight days walking the floor. I got to meet Ashley and Jason. I saw your pictures from a, that. Which was fun. And uh, I got some, I got original art from Alex Malieve. He gave me a great uh, Dr. Doom sketch.
2: Oh, that's cool. Um,
6: yeah, Absolutely beautiful. Um, I picked up a ton of stuff from Greg Rucca and had him sign it, so
1: it was just really cool. Well, that's great, man. I'm glad you had a good time. How did your signing go?
6: So the signing went great, but you know they printed out a bunch of books and they all went. Uh, but I have to tell you, so i was I was literally listening to the dueling review mm-hmm. walking the con floor, and I was listening <laughs> to your review of moonshine oh right, right and I turn a corner, and there's Brian Azzarello at the end of a signing no line so uh-huh. i ran up grabbed an issue and you know hey will you sign this and he did so
1: well, so thanks cool. for
6: that dueling review
1: and did you enjoy the book
6: i have not had a chance to read it yet Okay, but well. i mean i've got i've got a stack of stuff because then you have to turn return to your you know oh yeah, yeah. real life and real job and i've got a stack of stuff as long as my arm but uh, i read jason and Ashley's story and the If anthology and was the great. Anthology, yeah. So very cool. It was great to meet them, and it was great to walk around and see everybody. And then, and you have to return to the day job, which is <laughs> not fun, but you know, yeah, that's why we do things.
3: Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. What else is going on?
6: Just stuck in uh, DC traffic, so I apologize for calling in blind, but
1: oh no, you're uh, fine. We're
6: gonna take a chance, so. No, it's good. Oh, and I I had promised myself that as soon as I finished the first draft of the manuscript for the latest book I'm working on, I would reward myself with a binge of Stranger Things and I finally did and it was worth every minute of it.
3: Excellent. I'm
1: glad to hear that for both that you completed your first draft and that you enjoyed Stranger Things. I actually Yes, yeah, started... so I'm
6: gonna go back Go ahead. Uh, I listened to your Finally Friday, like two months ago, I think you and somebody else, you're like, look, I just want to talk to somebody about Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah the great And I know. listened to the episode and, and had no idea what you guys were talking about. but, <laughs> um, And I didn't remember any of the spoilers, so that's great. But so now I have to go back to that Finally Friday and then geek out all over again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, my son's been doing soccer practice in the evenings and it's too dark to really read. So um, I've been taking my iPad, and this week I started watching Stranger Things again uh, during his practice. So it's about an hour-long practice, it's about an hour-long episode, so I'm enjoying that all over again.
6: And that reminds me, I was listening to uh, your last, finally Friday, Walking the Con Floor, Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, you had the whole thing about the uh, the soccer parents, and I've seen that kind of thing too. It's it's kind of disturbing. My daughter is the same age as your son,
3: mm-hmm.
6: and I, I don't think I've seen it to the extent that you were talking about.
3: Oh but man, I was just, just really parents,
6: but the parents that are way too into it, and it's like, hey, these guys are kids; they're just yeah. out there to have fun.
1: Yeah, it's so it, it really re- shocked me a lot. But we'll see how it and, goes in the spring when we uh, when we get back on the road again.
6: Well, it's you know my wife is very sweet and she's from Wisconsin and there was a a father at a game who was getting a little too into it and she just in her sweet Wisconsin accent was like, "What's the matter with you?" <laughs> <laughs> and she shut that down. So,
1: yeah, well, for, not
6: not not quite what your father did, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, my uh, but that was after the game. There's a, there's a difference between, I think, between calling someone out during a game if they're being an ass. Uh, and after a game, uh, so your wife probably was was better than than anybody that uh, that I saw at any of the games. So,
6: <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a little it's a little discouraging, especially you know if you're just trying to get eight year olds excited about the sport. And yeah. my daughter's on the development team. I think like your son is on the traveler development
3: team. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
6: really, it's just about learning the skills. It's not even about winning.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so, no.
1: It, it really. I mean, at this point, though. They've got some of the basic skills down, some of the rules they changed in Kansas. I don't know if it's the same nationwide, but they've changed a couple of rules that I'm not particularly fond of about, you know, what players can do and and, and not do. Um, But right now, they're into that age where things start to become very competitive. And now they really need to focus on some of the finer skills like kicking the ball where the player is going to be and not just kicking the ball because you're kicking the ball kind of stuff. So you're right. They are developing those skills. I think the thing that'll be most fun next year, or at least next spring, is it looks like we're going to be part of uh, the Sporting Kansas City um, league. I don't know how it's I don't know how it's defined. I just got an email about it yesterday, but essentially it brings more Sporting KC attention out to Western Kansas and hopefully brings some of that Kansas City soccer connections, people watching, people playing. Um, out to us and our kids to them so that maybe hopefully because my son really wants to play soccer professionally when he grows up maybe he'll oh, wow. start getting some additional attention so
6: Have you watched a show called The Kicks by any chance have you heard of this
1: I have not what is it about
6: So it's it's uh it's on Amazon Prime it's a streaming okay. show now it's about So, Alex Morgan is this huge, you know, American soccer star. She's on the U.S. team, World Mm -hmm. Cup, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And she had a series of children's books called The Kicks, based about this girl who, who plays soccer. Now, it is for young girls, but it's a great show. Ten episodes on Amazon Prime. It just came out like two months ago. And it's really positive. It's about a girl who came from a great soccer team, but then she had to move and she has to join a new junior high and just figure out whether or not she has to play rec or something like that. But it's really positive,
3: Mm -hmm. especially
6: for girls, if there's any listeners out there. We watched it as a family, totally age-appropriate, great messages, great scripts. Um, And my daughter loved it, but it's competitive for soccer out here. And if I ever had the urge to be one of those parents who was a little too gung-ho, I did not play a lot of sports ball growing up, mm-hmm. definitely not soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was uh, the Arlington Soccer Association actually has adult beginner soccer clinics. Oh, cool. So I started, I started taking those. Nothing is sadder than a 43-year-old man <laughs> learning to play soccer on a Sunday night. Uh, and, but that's what I'm doing. And it's tough. So, it is. you know, you know, you need to keep that in mind when you're yelling at your kids, which I would never do, uh, you know, for something like soccer. But these, these parents need to chill
1: out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, my son likes to watch on YouTube uh, the the Skills Twins or whatever they are. I don't know if you've seen their YouTube channel. But all they I do what they' it called it's skills skill twins is what they are, and basically it's tutorials on how to do like trick shot kind of things, how to take your football skills up to uh, the next level. I guess I shouldn't play any of this uh, on this channel, but um, but it's it's basically showing you how to do specific kicks and how to a lot of trick shot kind of stuff that's kind of show offy but if it gets kids to understand better foot skills um, foot and ball skills then I think that is uh, pretty cool. So my son likes to watch that, and then he'll go out and practice for like 10 minutes trying to do, you know, one of oh, their stunts great. that they're doing. So there you go.
6: I will tell my daughter, and then I will learn it too. So then when her and I scrimmage against each other, maybe I can beat her every once in a while. Yeah,
1: there you go. There you go. Don't <laughs> let her, don't let it. Don't uh, beat her too often, right? You're supposed to let her win.
6: Yeah, we're, we're getting to the point where she's, she's beating me. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: How old, In your daughter's how old? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, good luck with the uh, second draft of the book. Get it out to your editors, and then uh, let's get it into uh, readers' and and listeners' hands.
6: Thank you, sir, and good luck preparing for NaNoWriMo.
1: Okay. Take care. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Yeah, so what uh, he's talking about is uh, November, the big writing thing where you try to write a book in a month. I think I'm actually going to try to do that this year. Um, I don't want to make a too big of a deal of it because I, I usually am busy with a lot of other things. But I think I'm going to sit down and try to pound something out in a month. It may not be any good, but at least I'm going to start from the beginning and go all the way through. So um, that is where my month of November will probably wind up. And speaking of winding up, hey, thank you everybody who's there in the chat. And thank you everybody who called. I really... Going into this week's show, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no, nothing to talk about. I don't think anyone has responded that they're going to show on the show today. So I didn't know if you were going to show. But you know what? You guys are great fans and gals. Guys and gals uh, are great fans. And you're here every week or every time that we do this show. And I greatly appreciate that. I almost decided that uh, if there wasn't uh, enough phone calls or enough chatter, I was going to play Elder Sign Omen on the iOS and uh, force you guys to uh, watch or listen to that. Maybe I'll still do that in the past. I, I really enjoy the heck out of that game, even though you lose 99.9% of the time. But uh, thank you, everybody, for being here this week on Finally Friday. Thank you ever to everyone who called in. Thank you for everyone who's listening and downloading. Thank you to all of our patrons and our VIPs. Uh, don't forget this weekend, Saturday, October 15th, 1 o'clock p.m. Central. Go to the VIP site or go to the Patreon site. Access. The uh, live chat that we're doing for our $10 and up, our gold members and up um, people, it's your chance to interact with us this week. It is Rob and Brian and me, and we'll talk and answer your questions. And speaking of talking and answering questions, we will be back next Friday to talk with you and uh, take care, everyone. Have a great week.